Okay, so it's Friday the 24th of July, it's the Mama Beer Shara Shop in London, uh, it's the Grouchy Club podcast, and as usual, Copstick and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. No, what? we're a day early, you see, I'm completely uh, unprepared. Why, why are we a day early? Why are we a day early? Because you're going up to Edinburgh, that's why. Ah, no, ah. yes, you see, ah. there is a thing. You haven't told There's me There is a not. thing, no, uh, i tell you what the thing is. Um, not quite sure, obviously, okay, right, may as well just tell you the thing. The thing is, I got it a week wrong. <laughs> I'm not actually going to Edinburgh tomorrow. I thought tomorrow was the 1st of August. Uh, I, I'm going to Edinburgh a week tomorrow. So if, if this is absolute shit, we could just come back and well, we'll, do we'll, it tomorrow. Well, we'll be back next week, obviously. Uh, we'll, you know, it's, we're, we're just a little bit previous. We? I'm not sure about the we. OK, OK, I'm a little bit previous. <laughs> did you tell your father you were coming up a week earlier? Yes, well? I did, I did. I phoned him again and... And so I the, said I wasn't. So the whole of the, the currently United Kingdom is in turmoil because of this? Absolutely, yes. I mean, it's... And, anyway, so then, it was only when I went to book, uh, book the train. I was like, click, click. What? And I thought, oh, I'm on the wrong month. Because, you know, you get the... the <laughs> why am I, no, I'm not... On, I've got an extra week. I felt like I'd been, well, at least temporarily reborn because I had an extra week. I thought it was rather sweet you were going up to spend an entire week with your father. Well, I am going up to spend almost a week. I'm going up next weekend. I do Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday... Uh, with my dad, and then uh, he'll bring me down and deposit me in wherever it is on the doorstep of wherever it is that we're staying. So always oh, very sad. Do you think we'll last a month? Well, without having a fight, probably. Yeah. Well, I, I just defer to you, obviously. Oh, um, that we, sounds good. We, we are in, in an amiable, uh, professional way sharing a flat in Edinburgh this year, and the Edinburgh Fringe, of course, starts on the, the Wednesday the fifth. Well, they claim it starts on the Friday the seventh. Start, no, no, no. And anybody who is anybody yes. is uh, starting on the 5th. I know what, do you know what I'm going to go and see on the 5th? I dread to think. Uh, well, the one that I definitely know I'm going to see on the 5th is John Robertson. Oh, yes. Who's doing a show called Let's Redecorate, which apparently is darker than a dark thing that's in a room with no lights painted darkly. Because his, because his previous shows were in a dark room. Indeed, indeed. But this is even darker than the dark room. He's redoing the dark room. I'm not in, like, changing rooms. How, how will anyone know if it's dark? Well, it's not that dark. You went, didn't you? I did. You could see things. Several times, yes. And anyway, it was in the hive, so you, if anyone moved, you could just hear them <laughs> sticking to the floor. You could, nothing is secret in that place. Anyway, if people keep asking me what I'm going to go and see in the fringe, because of my... What are you going to go and see in the fringe, John? Because of my poly memory, I can never, ever bloody remember. So I've, I've got a list here of the first three Get, days. Yeah, you've been preparing for this. No, no, only, only for... That's so unfair. It's only when you went to Poundland to get some biscuits I prepared. Okay. Uh, and uh, in fact, I don't think I'm going to see these people anyway. Uh, there's, there's okay, who are they? On the first day, it's George Egg who I've seen. Ah, uh, George uh, Egg, genius. Laurel Lex I saw two days ago. Lynn Ruth Miller I saw last night. Now, tell us about Lynn Ruth Miller. I thought she was rather good. She, she's a small 82-year-old. Uh, Thank you. Um, show. I thought it was really rather sweet. It, she's terrified, listeners, readers, watchers. Um, because, well, she's worried because she's in the, the cabaret section. And I said to her, which I thought was rather good, I may have a T-shirt made, uh, cabaret is a state of mind, was what I said. Which you and might think is just a pile of wank, but it kind of is. There's a very fine line between cabaret and stand-up, don't you think, John? It is a pile of wank. What? Oh, OK, you, thank you. Made, moving on. You just made it up, didn't no, you? No, I did. Well, I did. Out my own head, I did. Cabaret is a state of mind. You can either stand up, add a mic like a like a stand-up, or you can you can stand there like a cabaret person, and the state of mind, the mindset, as we call it, uh, is different. It's subtle, but it's different. I kind of feel that Nazism as a state of mind works better anyway. 
Okay, uh, moving on. Sorry, but yes, we definitely both think Lynn Ruth Miller will be worth seeing, don't we, John? We do. And on my third day, because that's as far as I'm going to get on this. Uh, uh, I'm going to what see, happened on day two? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I'm going to see Jos Norris, Candy Gigi, Martha McBriar uh, and Misbehave. And, Martha and, McBriar. And, and the blunderbuss of uh, Bob Slayer. Now, are you going to the late night blunderbuss? Uh, yes, I'm going to the half past midnight blunderbuss. Yes, I'll see you there. I would. Well, it's good to be... What I the, the, don't the, quite understand is, uh, unless he's, he's being allowed to gamble around outside, how is he going to cram all the fun that there normally is in any of the bookshop? Uh, late night hoo has onto the top deck of a double decker. You asked me. Uh, I did is, ask you. This is Bob, I am asking this you. Is Bob, this is promoter uh, venue man Bob Slayer, who used to have uh, a small bookshop, and now he's got a double decker bus which he's painted up in bright colours. Called colours. the Blunderbuss. Crowdfunded. Crowdfunded, or yes. Indiegogo, or something. Anyway. Yeah, one of those things, or Kickstarted, but it's probably not what, you, what you do with a bus. It's a, mm. it's a large crank handle, and it looks fabulous. It does it's got a huge cartoon of Bob on the back? That is a surprise. I know. Bob used to be a jockey. Yes. Difficult to imagine. Because he's a big lad. He he says he broke his back, but I think probably the horse broke its back. Bob is... There was was the year when he said he'd broken his neck crowd surfing in a wheelie bin, and it turned out all to have been a stunt. You've exclusively revealed here. Have I? I don't think anyone's ever said that before. Oh, it was was, was just all rubbish. Well, not rubbish. It was was, was, was an empty bin. It was an empty bin. It was was a wheelie bin with... with, Yes, but... And he... he, he, I think he cricked his neck rather badly. But um, uh, as as I understand it... Uh, he didn't. He didn't break his neck. Anyway, moving on. There's going to be loads. I think there's going to be lots of fantastic shows. As always. In the blunderbuss. Well, yeah, well, because everyone will be drunk and fall downstairs and break their necks. I'm going to cough now. Carry on. Okay. Um, <coughs> and it's, as I understand it, is parked in the underpass at Potter Row. Yes, it sounds unlikely. Um, it can't or be out, must can't it be can't, in. No, no, it must, must be, be outside. It's a, so there's a big open space there. Which is just this, a this, tremendous spot, just not yeah, 50 yards yeah. from where the original bookshop was. Yeah, but this, this means nothing, of course, to our listeners in Paraguay. No, 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 everybody knows. Oh, hello. Hello, Paraguay. Um, buenos dias, buenas noches, whatever else. Um, it's a tremendously central... I don't know how he managed to, to get this permission does, to this go there. This doesn't get us around the fact you haven't told us who you recommend to go and see in Edinburgh. Who I recommend to go and see... Well, you did mention Martha McBriar. I did. And uh, I just think she is a... She is a born, funny woman. Um, she, she's had her ups and downs, haven't we all? Uh, but I have uh, I have good feelings about her this year because she seems to be kind of together and feisty and uh, she's sharing the venue with her lovable, giant, Cornish... He's Cornish, isn't he? He's partner Cornish, in, he's Cornish. Partner in everything, Matt Price. And I think Matt Price will also be very, very, very worth seeing. He always is. Yep. He just always worth is. The, worth the McBriar of admission, I would say. Absolutely. I think yes. both of them will most definitely be worth seeing. I'm very much looking forward to seeing John Robertson. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Spencer Jones, uh, who's, who's got bringing the Herbert again. The Herbert little known, I think. Or is he, is he little known? I think he is. But well, it's, very, it's very, very good. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's just Have you been lovely. drinking? You have. No, I, only um, something called Twiss. Twiss. Uh, because I... Ref- yes, it's, I, it seems to... It's got Arabic writing on the back. But I don't care, it's not Nestle and it's not Coca-Cola. But that's because you bought so them in Poundland. That is, I bought three of them from Poundland, three for a pound. Three for, oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I, else I, am I going I, to Other see? brands are available. Yeah, well, uh, 
Um, and you're interviewing lots of people for various magazines in your... your uh, yes, I'm, very exciting. Half is the doyen of... Uh, I got... Well... In my... My, my doyen uh, hat came off slightly because I put on another hat. I put on my... I know, I know. My interviewing on behalf of the Radio Times hat. The Radio Times, that's very good. I know. The Radio Times for people in, in Paraguay is the BBC's in-house magazine which covers all the old programmes, about all, all channels. But I, Yes, it, it but does all ex- channels now, doesn't it? Yeah, but, but it's excellently, excellently written, very, very... Is it? It is, yes. So, well, well, I no, shouldn't not, say not, that. Of course it is. But, um, even better written it now was, you're involved. It was... Uh, tremendous. Yes, they asked me, uh, they phoned me up and they asked me to uh, go and interview Patrick Keelty. Before you say that, for, for foreign listeners, yes. this, is, this is Britain, so the Radio Times is principally about television. Carry on. Patrick Keelty. And not, as the name would suggest, about radio. Uh, Patrick Keelty. Who, who's Patrick Keelty? Patrick Keelty is a... He's such a nice guy. Really, really lovely. Um, in my mind, he still looks the way he did when he came over here at first, which is about 12. Blonde, genial, charming uh, Irishman. Um, Ulster. Uh, a from Dundrum. Oh, is he? Dundrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's had really quite an extraordinary life. His dad was killed uh, in the in sectarian violence. But I asked him today actually how he managed not to be immediately sucked into all that horror, given yeah, that. Yeah. That his dad was killed by the Protestants, really. Um, and he said that uh, they lived in a, 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 very, a rural place and his dad ran a, build, a sort of builder's company. And they had both, uh, you know, right-footers and left-footers. Um, what, what does that mean? Protestants and Catholics, mm-hmm. John. Um, uh, in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the company. And so when uh, it, it all horribly happened, everybody kind of, uh, kind of came around and was, was sympathetic and helped them. So there was never... Although the one act, terrible act, was a sectarian act, nothing else around it was. And so he was never, you know, as I say, kind of sucked into all that, that horror. But his father, he tells me, you can read more about this in the Radio Times. Obviously not if you're in Paraguay, but it's probably online somewhere. When's this coming out? No idea. No. Uh, well, why, why, why are you writing it for the Radio Times? Because they asked me to. No, but publicising what? Publici- well, publicising his Edinburgh show. Huh? He's doing, yes. Oh, yes. Radio he's, Times? <laughs> yes. Well, he is doing, he's here. And today I got, it was a proper... You know, when, when, you, when you talk to people, when you interview people who are really not very big or famous, uh, you can chanter onto them for about four hours and then go to the pub and have a rollicking good time. Patrick Keelty, uh, I have to go, I'd go down to his uh, PR person's office, which is in very posh, central London, all very lovely. You go up there, blonde, the kind of stereotypical PR blonde. Marvellous, lovely to see you, kid. Absolutely. And, and just tremendous. Now... Patrick's running a little late, and um, uh, we're hoping that we can give you half an hour. Do you think that'll be enough? Uh, because he's got to do Steve Wright in the afternoon, and we've got to do uh, photos here. So do you think, do you think you know, we could possibly top you up with a few questions on the phone? <laughs> well, you know, I said, it's, I'm hardly going to be squeezing his soul till the pips squeak. 
Um, Bialystok and Bloom. So when, and Bloom. He, when he came in, I said, look, I hope you can talk fucking fast because we've only got <laughs> half an hour. So he, let's start. He's Northern Ireland. He can talk. He's, uh, he's absolutely lovely. Do you know he's married to Cat Dilly? I didn't know that. I he's she... married to Cat Dilly. Isn't she in America Cat, now? hotter than a hot thing that's hot, on hot fried on a hot roof, plate and made more hot with hot yeah, sauce yeah, hotly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cat is he, is he, Dilly. Well, you can't say no, but is he terribly attractive? I wouldn't know. Well, I asked him that. I said, oh, was it, was it, no, no, no. I said, <laughs> was that the, um, I said, because, you know, your missus is hotter than a hot yeah. thing that's hot with special hot sauce on a hot plate. On a tin, tin roof, tin roof. Um, cat on a hot tin, hot cat on a tin roof. Rearrange these words into a well-known Tennessee Williams play title. Um, so I said, was was it actually the comedians, you know, the ugly comedians come true, uh, dream come true, that you can laugh women into bed? It's a bit harsh. And he said, uh, smack, no, he didn't. He said that he, his advice to all men is to find a woman who's totally out of your league and then spend as many years as you have to convincing her that she's not. <laughs> That's what all men do, so try and... But uh, she's just... Uh, he is, rather, just lovely. He's doing... Uh, his new show for 10 days up in Edinburgh. And get this, because I was about to um, chastise him. Well, OK, I did chastise him. Called him a fucking lightweight. Because uh, he's just doing the last, I think it's like the last 10 days. Mm. However, God bless his little Catholic cotton socks, uh, he is doing just one of the studios in... Um, Assembly George Square, so it's only like just over 200 seats. He says he reckons that every audience member deserves to see, you know, the eyes of the comic that is paid to see, which I think is he's not a fan. Although he's he's done um, what do you call him Uh, the arena gigs. He says it's very strange, and he thinks uh, that your audience should be able to see your eyes and not the eyes on the picture of you on the massive screen beside the stage. I liked him more and more the longer we talked. But, but he's, is he living in America? Because Cat Dealer's in America, is well, she? get you with your pop culture knowledge. Uh, That's quite incredible. Yes, she is. Uh, but apparently they've, they're part of the time in London, part of the time in Dundrum, and part of the time in L.A. And they've been married for three years. Which is the more glamorous, do we think? The most glamorous. Uh, they pref- <laughs> their, their preference is Dundrum. Um, fine place, they, fine place, uh, fine place. The... Um, uh, what do you call it? They have only spent the most amount of time they've spent apart since got married three years ago is two weeks. Oh. Because they just, you know, they're always, they're always with each other. Oh. But yes, no, I think he seems extremely lovely. Oh. And then Ginger. No, he's kind of blonde. He's more blonde, but not Ginger. I thought he was Ginger. No, he's blonde. Oh, there you go. He's kind of Nordic blonde. So there you are. You should just go and see him. That's, that's all you have to do. Go up well, I think it might him. be... I really think it might be not bad, and he's in a 250 or just over a 200-seater, so you get to see a proper show and not a blip at the far end of yeah, yeah. Uh, a hole somewhere. Or even... I don't really like the Pleasant Grand. Do you like the Pleasant Grand? I think I've only been in there once. The Pleasant Grand it's is massive. a thousand-seater, I think. It's at least um, that. Could, could and it's huge. It's kind of... Quite a, a, a shallow arc, so it's very, very wide. And when you see, you know, one measly stand-up stood stunning in the middle of it, yeah. you think, I'm not really getting my money's worth here, am I? Well, you don't, I shouldn't really go to Edinburgh to see sort of large gigs anyway, should you? Because no, it's, definitely it's for, not. It's for gigs in dirty cellars. Correct. Uh, <gasps> now, no. 
far be it from me to give them more of the oxygen of publicity. But I understand that slightly late to the game, um, <laughs> first of all, have opened another new venue with like 496 um, performing spaces, a restaurant, disco, bar, and God knows what all else. As far as I understand this, they've got four... What is it? It's is underneath it? the arches, I'll dream my dreams away. Dreams, dreams away. Thank you. Uh, I, I believe it's, is it ten shows a day... Oh, there's 10 and 47, there's 400 involved somewhere. But yes, it's underneath the arch. As far as I understand it, because I looked online, because I mentioned this in my increasingly prestigious blog uh, yesterday, and I looked online for pictures of, of this, this venue space, mm-hmm. and there weren't any, they're all artists' impressions. Ah, uh, oh so, dear. So, so, I, I believe, that so as far as I can tell, uh, these, these wonderful shopping malls and things don't exist, and I pr- presume they're going in there before these wonderful shopping malls and things are built. Oh. That's all I can imagine. I, I don't well, it's know. It's down sure. off Market Street. It's the road that runs. Down the side or the behind, whatever you call it, of Waverley Station. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's lots of little arches. But it kind of, it kind of like further down, isn't it? Well, it goes past Waverley and on the way down yeah. the hill. Yes, yeah, so it goes past Waverley and then goes down up. To uh, where, uh, uh, you're going down towards where the, the original Bongo Club was. I wouldn't know. I'm not that old. I am. Uh, I mean, if, if you went in a straight line, you would then go, you would go straight up the hill towards the castle. Uh, it, it's, it's at right angles to the road that has the entrance. OK, I'm road. lost now. We have to stop this, because I thought it, it, I knew where I was, and now I'm lost. Parallel to, parallel to uh, Princess Street. Parallel to... So, so Princess Street... The, the ah, but no, I think you'll find, John. I think you'll find... Oh. I know this is fascinating for all you listening in Paraguay. I think you'll find that Market Street itself actually goes downhill and continues going downhill. What I think you're referring to is Jeffrey Street, which forks off of uh, uh, Market Street and goes up towards the High Street. Well, hello, hello, dear listeners. <laughs> uh, so, so you, you come down beside the back uh, back end of, of back end of, of Waverley Station, uh, going, going downhill. Yes. Then it's a little crossroads. If you turn right, you go to um, uh, the uh, Princess Street. If you turn right, sharp, no, 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 John, no. Uh, all right, tat, tat. Sorry, in the sorry, words, sorry about this, Paraguay. In the words of an old Scottish song, much beloved by my grandmother. Oh, no, John, no, John, no, John. Oh, no, John, no, John, no. I think, dear listeners, you'll find out I'm right, but if you look it up on the map, you'll find that Market Street goes around the back end anyway. Princess Street, Princess Street's on the other end of Waverley Station, the other side of Waverley Station. How can you possibly yes. get from Market Street to Princess Street? Because it's the other side of Waverley Station. There's a back entrance to Waverley Station, uh, yes. a pedestrian entrance. Yes. You've got the taxi entrance there. You've got this Prin- is mind... I am actually having this conversation, and it's mind-bogglingly dull. Let's and, talk about something else. And I, I studied radio at college, among many other things. And Did the, you? And, the, and, the, and the, 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 the guy who... What did that entail? The guy who... Studying radio. The guy who taught us radio said uh, there's a difference between radio and anything else, and television. So if you're going around an art gallery, that's not a, that's not a radio programme, that's a TV programme. Likewise, if you're talking about the layout of Edinburgh, yep. that's not a radio programme, that's a TV programme. Lucky we've got a camera here. Well, it's, it's good and bad news here. Yeah. We've got a camera there, but I forgot to switch it on, so like the first ten minutes or so doesn't exist. So oh it's probably it's never, never see the light of day. I know. And that was our best bit for was, those of you watching. And I'm so excited but now children. Can I just say how massive does my herpy look? Uh, on radio, not very bad. Mm, a massive herpy. But we could, we could talk I thought it was I genuinely thought it was shingles. I had shingles about about five uh, festivals ago I had shingles. You just told me hideous. before the start you told me herpes was shingles. Yes. Isn't shingles sexually but transmitted? 
I beg your pardon. My, my grandfather had shingles around his waist. There's diff- yes. That must have been a hell of a sex session. It's a herpes, zoster, herpes simplex, herpes, all different kinds of herpes. It's all the same family. Mel Moon chicken has pox. to have it, doesn't she? Yeah, chicken pox. Oh, has she got her money yet? What? Mel Moon is a performer at the Edinburgh Fringe who's crowdsourcing in some way. <coughs> That's the other thing. Excuse me, that's my cough. What? Even more excitingly, I got asked by STV... Uh, Scottish to, television for people in Paraguay. ...to uh, do an interview, turned out three questions... Uh, on the um, Dicing with Dr. Death ah. show, which was, which was supposed to be the other half of Mel's show, but they had artistic differences, and the show split. So now you get two shows, Mel's, which is called Sick Girl, and Phillips, which is called Dicing with Dr. Death. And Dr. Death runs its exit, isn't it? The, uh, yes, suicide he, crea- he founded it. Suicide assisting, it. but not... Um, uh, yep. I was, uh, STV wanted to know. It was hilarious. They, they've got their offices... Or the, on Millbank, then before Millbank. In, in London. In London, and opposite Millbank, on the other side of very, very busy in, road. Mil, Millbank, I think, is right next to MI5, isn't it? Which is, is bizarre. It? Yes, very bizarre. So you just go over this very busy road, which is called Millbank, and uh, then it's kind of gardens and trees, and there's a war memorial, and there's the river. And the, there's about the size of a cricket pitch, and it's just dotted with... Single camera units interviewing people in suits. It's hilarious. And the guy that was interviewing me about that Sky, uh, and that's BBC One, and that, so everybody just goes there to do their. We're interviewing the minister for whatever it is. All men and women in suits, all being interviewed by kind of distressed-looking journalists with um, enormous muffs. On their mics. So if you were a streaker and you were so inclined, oh. you'd actually run round and get on simultaneously on about 20 channels. Absolutely. It'd be marvellous. Now, you, you won't have seen on my increasingly prestigious Facebook page, which I do have a Facebook page. Really? As well as the increasingly prestigious blog? Indeed, yes. I Can know. one man cope with such enormous amounts of prestige? And multitask brilliantly. But uh, on, uh, Simon Kane, who runs a not, ah, quite, yes. a not quite as good as this podcast, but almost as good as this podcast. Yeah. We've uh, both been on it, haven't we? We have, uh, but I've, I've not been transmitted. That's another matter. You've not been transmitted? No, because... I've been transmitted. No, he, he thought that he might get a cunning stunt award if uh, he transmitted my uh, pre-Edinburgh uh, podcast after the Edinburgh Fringe had finished. Uh, it doesn't. What? It doesn't work because he doesn't have a show to print. Anyway, it's, it's not going to happen, Simon. It's not going to happen. But anyway, that's, a, that's not a cunning stunt. No, not remotely. Stupid, Simon. Anyway, Stupid. He, he, he drew my attention to this wonderful YouTube clip, ah. in, which Sky, Sky News is doing a report on the NHS standing on a piece of grass uh, in front of the House of Commons. Yes. Uh, and in the background... <laughs> you, know, you have to be there, probably. Yes. In the background, two, two uh, stage magicians come on, and uh, one of them gets in what appears to be a, 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 a tub of water or something, but he's then sawn in half. <laughs> <laughs> While this interview's going on. Yes, uh, and this goes on for... It must go on for a good uh, 90 seconds or something before the cameraman realises anything oh, in the background. Oh, deep joy. And, and in the meantime, they, they, he gets cut in half, sort of turned round in a sort of cut state. And, and he gets compressed and all sorts of things. It's well worth watching. And you can see it if you, if you wanted to become my Facebook friend. Uh, as I think people should do. It's an encouragement, really? encouragement to be my Facebook friend. Ignore, is that, is that more Kane. important than the increasingly prestigious blog? Uh, no, 
No. Because I only... You looked it all, didn't you, John? I'm, I'm only on Facebook to draw attention to my increasingly prestigious blog. And you ah. did the increasingly prestigious Grouchy Club, which we haven't, haven't plugged well Could, enough No, yet. we haven't. We haven't plugged it at all. Because, because uh, we, we do this fine podcast... Which is really there to plug? Uh, no, it's not at all. No, no. Problems, no. no it's uh, developed a life entirely of its own, John. It's, it's multitasking at its yes. best. But we're doing it live at the Edinburgh Fringe from the 14th to the 29th of August. Uh, reason we're doing it. Do it when he says doing it, he means the Grouchy Club live. We're doing it from the 14th because last year we did it from. I the just gra- thought I'd explain that for people in <laughs> Uruguay. <laughs> Paraguay. Paraguay. Uruguay. And Uruguay. We were, no, we're still going to hit big in Uruguay. Oh, yes, yes. It's a bit by bit, country by country. I've lost interest. Yeah, so we're doing the Grouchy Club. We are live, uh, 3.45, 14th to the 29th. Uh, If you happen to be in in Paraguay, then you can get, uh, I believe, direct flights to Edinburgh. There's a chap who's on before us, apparently, interviewed me yesterday, an American chap. A man with three names, isn't it? I can't remember. Yes, but he's doing, that's it, he's doing something by... Somebody called Lance. He's in, char- he's in character. In character. A, was it incredible, incredulous or something? Incre- yes, he's yeah. eternally optimistic. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's until he meets Anza John, yeah. I think. So how did this go? Because I have to be interviewed about this man as well. Well, it's quite exciting. I was talking to him in... Um, Arabic. Uh, no, English. Uh. But he was in New York. I was here, obviously. Well, I wasn't here. I was out at the back where you can actually get a phone signal. Uh, but, yeah, no, he seems a very amiable chap. There was absolutely... No discernible difference between him in character and him out of character. (coughs) A little bit like you. This is actually John in character. This is nothing like he is at home. Hello. This is John's comedy character, John Fleming. I'm like Lewis Schaefer. Barely discernible difference. Nothing like Lewis Schaefer. Do we know how he's getting on in rehearsals? Uh, he's probably having a trauma. If he's not having a trauma, it's going to be a disaster. Luke Lewis Shaver has to have a trauma in order to work. He's learning his script, which is staggering. That's very impressive. I mean, it's worth going to... Uh, oh, God, I don't think I've got him down in my list of shows to see. I know, disgraceful. Sure. I know. Well, he's so much... But it's a play. Are you going to go and see him when he's in the play? Of course. Citizens yes, Theatre. Yes. Citizens Theatre Company. Com- uh, Comedians Theatre Company. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, and it's their 10th anniversary. It's all 10s, isn't it, somehow? Well, there's a, a series of ten monologues, one of which Lynn Ruth Miller did for us last night. Written by Joe Burke. Written by Joe Burke. Not all ten of them. Yeah. Each one is uh, written, directed and performed by a completely different person. So there's 30 people involved in two 50-minute shows. Do you know, I saw Zoo Story, which was the first production they did. This is this uh, comedian's... Thing the comedian's theatre yeah. It was yeah. Phil Nichol. Utterly, absolutely brilliant. Very intense, I believe. Int- yes, he is very intense. Um, I wonder where you read that. Uh, I was in the... Because the, um, he asked me to come and see it. I, I, I think they'd had absolutely no publicity and nobody was interested. And, and you're the only person who can't see it. And uh, so I went along and uh, I, it, was amazing. it was just incredible. Just incredible. And um, I was, this bloke beside me said... Uh, I said, you're writing notes? I said, yeah, yeah. You're, you're reviewing it. He was Scottish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he said, well, I think that's a five-star show. So I said, wow, really? Maybe four? And uh, I was toying with him. And he went, no, no, it's definitely five. And I said, well, Phil Nicol is just... He's, you, Intense. Uh, he can't, you cannot not watch him. It was the most brilliant, brilliant... I hope you know, he should win 
whatever awards are going. And the guy said, oh, I'm very glad to hear that, because I'm his dad. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, crikey, just as well I had been complimentary. But, um, but isn't, isn't Phil Nichol a Canadian? Phil Nichol is a Canadian, but he... Oh, come, come, it was a trick question. He was born in Glasgow or something, Correct, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, yes. But then he went to... But he's got a Canadian accent. He has, yes. There's a lot of Canadians around. Tanya Lee Davis, who you definitely have to go and see, definitely, both in Abnormally Funny People and in her own show, which she's only doing for the last week of the Fringe, um, in The Counting House, I think. You're only saying this because she's going to give you, when you're enormously drunk at night, she's going to give you little, little bride's home. And her Absolutely. Mo- I can't even say mobility scooter, I can't say. Where would I be without Tanya Lee and her mobility scooter? Birmingham? Mm, not that far, frankly. Um, she, no, because she's wonderful, very funny and Canadian. And Tom Stade is doing Giant Leap plus his own show. Giant Leap being the play in which Lewis Schaefer is performing and it's about uh, the, how the 1969 moon landing was faked and scripted by people played by Phil Nichol, Canadian, Tom Stade, Canadian, Lewis Schaefer, American. He calls Canadians Americans America... American Light. I read that in your increasingly prestigious blog. Who does? Lewis Schaefer. Lewis Schaefer. Ah, yeah. I never read it, you see. I subcontract to people in, in Paraguay. They write it for me. Uh, see people going blind in Paraguay writing this thing for me. Indeed. So, so who else do you want to see? Uh, I don't know, because I put away my thing. Yeah. Yes, uh, it must be. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to see Lewis Schaefer. An endless Lewis Schaefer show. Who else? Who else? I really do, oddly enough, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I interviewed uh, Alfie Brown and his uh, I, I girlfriend, uh, who's called Jessie Cave. I always get muddled up because I think Alfie Brown's a policeman, and that's another Alfie, isn't it? No, he? that's Alfie Moore, and yeah. you must go and see Alfie's show. No, he's a policeman. He's, no, he's wonderful. He's just lovely. He's a, he's a brilliant, brilliant performer. And Pat Monaghan. Pat Monaghan's show this year is being directed by Phil Nichol, and apparently Phil has actually got him to do material about himself. He says he's going to be telling people stuff about himself rather than finding out. That's going to take hours. He's, he's, he's a Geordie no, but he's not, to, he's not going to do the hugging and he's not going to do the running around the audience and he's not going to do finding out the personal details of absolutely every bugger that's sitting in his audience. It's going to be about him. But if he says his ethnic background, that's about three days' worth in that. No, no, no. He, you know, a, he, what is he? He's a Geordie Iranian something else. What is he? He's, a th- uh, he's Irish, Irish. Irish. He's yes. half Iranian, half Irish, brought up in Middlesbrough. So he's, he's, so he's half Geordie, half Iranian, half no, Irish. No, 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 no. <laughs> half Iranian, half Irish, brought up in Middlesbrough. Doesn't make him half Middlesbrough. Uh, anyway. That's just the accent. So what part of his, his gloriously complicated life is it going to be about? Well, everything. Did you know that he came here as an illegal, as an, as an asylum seeker? No. Well, there we go. You see? You're gripped already. Is this when the child Pat got Pat Monaghan. Ch- yes, this is... When the child got chopped out? Yeah. Oh. But did you know, and I think this is true, it might not be, but Lewis Schaefer's uh, ex-wife is his manager? Yes. Well, she was his manager. Oh, did it change? Oh, God. I'll take it all back, Vivian. i take it back. Surely, after all that acrimony... That, for, that, uh, that the, she's not his manager. Louis Schaefer is unmanageable. Maybe she's not managing Louis Schaefer. 
Oh, it's whose manager? Pat Monahan's manager. Yes, yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Lewis Schaefer's no, manager. Yeah, you're right. No one can manage Lewis Schaefer. Uh, no, yes, I think I probably did. Can, what, you didn't manage Lewis Schaefer? No, I did know that Lewis Schaefer's ex-wife is Pat Monahan's... Pat Monahan's manager. But can you imagine what it'd be like to be married to Lewis Schaefer? No. I don't know why you keep bringing up Lewis Schaefer in these podcasts. For those who are just listening, my jaw has just hit my knees because uh, I'm very flat-chested and there was nothing to stop it on the way down. Hey. Uh, right, so... Why does your jaw hit your knees? What, 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 <laughs> you are the one who's obsessed with a comedian who will now be nameless. Who's that? A comedian who will now be nameless. You'll have to, you'll have to rewind this podcast and find well, out. Surely that, that would be... That, the, before my jaw hit my chest. That would be the man with no voice, surely, would be nameless. Yes, I... He, I or is that tasteless? I didn't know uh, Lost Voice Guy, he, he lost his voice... Um, Who's worth seeing. Uh, it was a, like a birth thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he, it's, it's, he says he keeps getting up, well, he doesn't see, he communicates that he keeps getting asked if he can actually speak. Well, they think it's a somewhat bizarre angle. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a slightly, um, you know, if you're going to go for the sympathy vote, that's quite an odd one to go for. Well, well, my... Very few people know that Tanya Lee Davis is actually six foot one. <laughs> <laughs> she just squashes herself into a corset and flat shoes it's for done, every show. It's done with mirrors, is it? Yeah, absolutely. No, I was shocked when I... I, I, I... If you're lawyers are listening, I don't want anything to do with this, but I was very shocked when I was told Duncan Norvell was, was heterosexual. Oh, chase me, wow. chase me. Yeah. And that's a very strange... Well, he lost blind date because of that, if it, if it is a, an act. Yeah. Because uh, he, he did, I think he did two pilots or something like that for blind date. Uh, and then the ITA, the ITA decided they didn't want a, a gay guy presenting a dating show. Now, I have no explanation for this. What the fuck? Apparently that's the case, and therefore they had their good old auntie uh, Scylla do it instead. But he, he was the first choice before Silla, I believe. Oh, my God. But I, I, I've never got my head around the fact that he, I would have thought a, a gay guy is ideal for a heterosexual being. Totally. Which is totally safe. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's the truth as I know it. Right? But, you know, you true. can't... I mean, Hal Crittenden's rampagingly yes. camp. Yes. He's, he's, very, yeah. he's yeah. a hetty. He's yeah. a big, raging hetty. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you... With kids and everything. But he's just... Some, some guys are... A little camp. I have to say, I've never heard of hetty before. <laughs> <laughs> hetty... <laughs> Um, Darling Hetty. Well, I worked, I worked with someone at London Weekend who was raging the camp, and eventually the secretary got really confused. Eventually she said to him, are you gay? And he said, no, no, she had been hanging around with theatricals for so long. <laughs> it's, right. it's catching. Did, did you ever... Sorry, sorry, people in Paraguay. Did you ever have any deals with London Weekend and meet Michael Longmire? Uh, yes. Ah, and you couldn't be in the same room with Michael Longmire for about more than two minutes without going, my dad, it's just <laughs> talking like this, my dad. But it was wonderful. I just love all that. What What is the point in being in show business if you, you can't, can't be... be a, exactly. <laughs> if you can't be flamboyantly heterosexual on occasion. Heterosexual? Yeah, sorry, homosexual. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, and it's so much more fun as a chap. Is it? You don't really get rampagingly flamboyant homosexual women, do you? They're more the kind of clumpy shoe and grim expression. Oh, we're getting into cliches here. Aren't we? Yes, I mean, the, 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 the couples in, in lesbianism are mm. one's a man and one's a, a housewife or something. Mm. Yes. Whereas in, I don't know what the thing is in men. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no fun. There's no yeah. fun. Well, I bow to your superior knowledge in this uh, thing. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 35 minutes. 
Do you think that's enough? Well, we haven't actually recommended anything, have we? Well, I have. You haven't. You've been a miserable failure, John. uh, Go on, recommend something. uh, Matt Matt, Matt Roper, who lives in my spare bedroom at the moment. Now, he's doing a show called... I think we did this last last week as well. Yes, But uh, but he's going to be, for the first time ever, he's going to appear as Matt Roper on stage. Because the whole deal about this show is it's uh, it's, uh, comedians performing... Uh, you see front and back of back of the performance. So uh, I believe there's a thrust stage, and when they come forwards into the audience and perform the thrust stage, that's them performing as comedians. But then when they go back to the real stage, the real stage is actually the dressing room, and so they then start talking about people in the audience, real people. So they're actually going to say copsticks in the audience tonight and start improvising stuff about copsticks. Not every night, obviously, because you won't be there every night. Uh, but uh, but the, the, the exciting bit about this yes. is that when he's on the thrust stage, you know, yes. Matt will be Wilfredo, who's his musical character. Ah. But when, he, when, he's, when he's supposedly in the dressing room, he will, he will take off his... his uh, he just rips out the teeth. He will. And, and I always thought he had a fake bottom, but apparently he doesn't. Uh, and he will be uh, Matt for the first time in his life. So that'll be interesting. Crikey. So, and I'm seeing a, a... It will be worth seeing for that. I mean, it's yes. an old premise, isn't it? That show. We, we, it's been we, done as a play before. We talked about this. I should have looked it up, readers, that, viewers, well, listeners. But we said this last week. We mustn't, we mustn't knock it. It's, 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 no, no, it's, no, no. It no, sounds, no, sounds very interesting. I'm going to go and see it. Yeah, good. Where's it on? When? God knows. It's in Edinburgh somewhere. It's ours. Well done. And it's on next week sometime, somewhere. It's just on next week at the Hackney Attic. Because I'm going to go and see it. And uh, uh, Matt Strick Wilfredo was saying in the kitchen uh, this very day, oh, uh, uh, how am I going to get a uh, cop's ticket to go and see the preview? And I said, it's unlikely. I, I, I find going to see previews uh, is dangerous. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, either yeah, yeah. it's shit, yeah. which makes me very disinclined yeah. to go and see it in Edinburgh, yeah. uh, or it's brilliant, and the show in Edinburgh is not quite as good, which is yeah. irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, you can't really review... Not really for the Scotsman, a preview, unless I lied and pretended I'd seen it in Edinburgh. Which is unfair to do Which anyway. is unfair yeah, yeah. to do anyway. Um, I just... I, also, I think people do too many previews. I've, I mean, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, I, it, it's, it's all changed. I mean, the whole... When I was like, girl, when I was going up there, there was a the whole thing about... You, you, you wanted to do as few previews as possible. Yeah, but you do want to know how... You can't altogether tell how an audience is going to react to what you think is a brilliant line. And they may, they may laugh in different places, mightn't they? Yeah, isn't I that mean, part of life's rich I mean, whatnot? Lynn Lin, Lin Miller was saying the preview she did in, in Brighton and the preview did, she did here in London last night, they laughed in totally different... Well, they didn't laugh at all in Brighton. Yeah. They laughed in totally different places. Yeah, but you can't... You're not going to get... Um, even in Edinburgh, you're not going to get... Uh, you're not going to get... Um, what do you call it? You're not going to get people night after night after night doing exactly the same thing. No. no so the last thing you want to do is get yourself into a mindset where you're thinking, aha, that is where the laugh is, and that is where the laugh is, because then if it doesn't come, you'll get yourself into a little uh, up-your-own-comedy-arse upset moment. And the moral to this day, listener, is never get involved in an argument or a discussion with the doyen of Edinburgh film uh, uh, reviewers uh, who is also a performer. Uh, especially if you're... Well, I could in, be wrong. Especially if you're incoherent like I am. No. I sometimes get asked... You're the increasingly prestigious John Fleming. Mm. Sometimes people say, have you ever performed, John? And I say, no, because I'm incompetent. And then this is... On, on, no, 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 no. I'm verbally fluent, no, but not no, vocally fluent, no, no, you see. No, no. That's true. not true. It is, I'm not vocally fluent. You are. I'm not. You are. Well, also, I, mean, I keep going around, I keep pressing the wrong buttons and things. Aha. Uh-huh. What's the right button? I don't know. 
We'll try another one.